See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. One of the all-time great Jet quarterbacks, Joe Namath and Chad Pennington. What impresses you about Chad? I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them. He's a quality, classy quarterback has a touch on the football. He's not a thrower. He's a passer. His mind is ahead of what the defense is. And if the Jets can support him, we'll win the championship. Okay, what is it? Pennington brought play Curtis Martin. Joe, it's been a tough season for Jet fans. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. What we know is canning through. Chad has Chad Pennington, our quarterback, missed the first part of the season, and we struggled. We're looking for next season. We're looking to make a, a noise now, and I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Huge compliment. Joe Namath, part of the four decade team. We'll see if he doesn't have time. All right. Thank you, Susie. Joe's just a happy guy. Isn't he? He's just a happy guy. Oh, boy, is he happy. Oh, it's clicking. I guess forget it. All right. Oh, my gosh. And we're back. This is big show number 40. You're listening to Slow Robot Go Go. Show 40. We've got we've gotten this far. We've gotten this far without enough. being stopped. That means there's no stopping. That us. means we can't be stopped. Who are you? I am Doctor Morbius from parts unknown. And you are Mao from parts known. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we were gonna try and take our microphone. There's a big fat cat sitting here in a in a bucket chair snoring. She's hilariously fat. She anyway, was, she was supposed to be the, uh, the, guest, the, guest, next, commentator. the guest commentator, but she <laughs> fell asleep. She's all high on catnip, and yeah. she's laying there, and you, she's like, <laughs> but then we tried to move the mic, and it started cr- clicking, and I was like, let's not do that. So, uh, so The humor factor of a cat snoring does not outweigh ruining a microphone to do it. So, so we, we, well, maybe we, one day we can take a shot of Punchy, and then, you know, she, uh, oh, here we go. He just woke her. I poked her in the face with the microphone. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think there was a... You could hear it for a couple seconds. Maybe. I heard something. Now she's, now she's like... Wow, trash in the place. Settle down, <laughs> cat. It's okay. Settle down, cat. Here, here's some more cat notes. All right, enough cat talk. You're on cat talk. Slow, slow cat-a-go-go. Yeah, yeah slow, s- slow cat. I was going to say slow pussy-a-go-go, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's even better. Because yeah. we do have a... She is kind of slow. So yeah. that would work. This is the cat that would walk into a fan if there wasn't a Yeah, a she's about 40 pounds and... And not, not the brightest. No, not the brightest. As my father would have said, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. No. So, yeah. But she's back to sleep again, so All right, all so Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. What movies have you watched this week? 
Well, I watched our movies, basically. Yes. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> wow. But, uh, no, I didn't watch anything else. What I have been watching, of course, now that we're going to segue into Slow Jukebox, uh, yeah. a go-go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Is uh, a lot of YouTube, actually. Um, I've been finding all sorts of interesting stuff and on, on good quality, some of it, actually, on YouTube from blogs or from friends sending me uh Oh yeah, links or whatever. But it's it's obscure. But it's you know I lo- I am a lover of the obscure, being from yeah. parts unknown. So yeah, exactly. I, I saw uh, whatever would float it on a bottle. Yeah, float it on a bottle. And VHSs were hard to get into those bottles. Oh so, man, yeah. yeah, I miss VHS. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, I was at this um, animal shelter that sells like they You're sell kidding. things. No, no, and I always look through for records. Uh-huh. Like it's like a thrift store that helps animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that looks. It was an IHOP or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking. And they have a wall of VHS. Well, oh, you gotta tell me exactly where this place is at. Okay. Well, we'll talk about yeah, it later. Because it's 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 on Park and 19. Park and 19. Okay. Like there's like this is. big monsterplex across from that. Really. On the corner, it used to be an IHOP. It you can tell. Like, like the you mean across from the mall? Yeah. Oh wow. No uh, on yeah, like if you're gonna go towards Tampa on Park. Okay, that's right. where it is, and okay. and they have uh a, like they have bins and bins of records that are ten cents each. No, that's kidding. why I always go through them. There's always crap there. I can never find anything. Like I brought home the ink spots from li- live from Las Vegas. Nice, and that's not bad for ten cents, you know. It's Vegas. Yeah, and then um, but they have a wall of VHS, and I was like, oh, oh I gotta look for Doctor Morbius, and then I got like, there was too many undesirables there, so I left. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, <laughs> no, my, no, my people. <laughs> no, usually it's very empty. But for some reason, it was full of just everything. And it was just too much going on. Okay. I, get, I get kind of claustrophobic where I'm like, I'm out. You know what I mean? I just got through the records. I was like, and I'm out of here. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You can't, you're going to get bumped into and you know have a dog sniff you so many times. You're like, I'm, I've, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I'm good. I'm leaving. <laughs> as long as only the dog sniffing you, you know. It was yeah. one of the patrons or whatever. You know, I had to. I'm like, I was, I'm, I'm trying to prepare for this. Um, wait, ways to watch. Where the hell's my okay? I I ha- I actually have to go to Netflix my queue to tell like to try and remember what I watched. You know, it's crazy. Oh, uh, what you watched this week? Okay. Yeah. I, so you watched what? Now what did you listen to? Okay, I, okay, YouTube. I went on a blog and they said they had a clip of uh, a psychedelic band from the late '60s called Soft Machine. Now Soft Machine was kind of like a British psychedelic. They they later turned into British kind of like jazz rock. But in the early days, Robert Wyatt was the lead singer and the drummer, and Kevin Ayers and Mike Ratledge. And the quality, it was it was from French TV, 1968, I think it was. And the quality was unbelievably great. And it was in black and white, which gives it that otherworldly feel to it, like you're in another world. And it was kind of cool because... I mean, they mean the music meanders a bit. It's like it's like psychedelic, but long drawn out with real jazzy and R and B. But I kind of I kind of really enjoyed that clip. Of, it's like a 25 minute clip of them, more so than some of their records. So it was kind of it was kind of neat. So of course, then I had to find other clips which were there, <laughs> and a lot of them were from French TV. I guess they must have been big in France, even though they were a British band. And then later on, I found a 58-minute segment of a later version of the Soft Machine with another favorite guitarist of mine called Alan Holdsworth that was more of a jazz fusion band. They, mm. they, they turned into that, and that was pretty good quality. So I was able to make like a two-hour DVD of some nice uh, Soft Machine music oh, cool. from, uh, from that. And then I said, okay, who do I want to listen to next? I'll type in John Cale. John Cale was one of the guys from the Velvet Underground with Lou Reed. Uh-huh. 
he was a more experimental guy. So it was like, and I've liked some of his early records because they're like almost like early punk psycho rock in a way. You know, you yeah. should. I'll have to. I have to give you some of the music. It's pretty out there, some of it. That'd but, be cool. Yeah, I like that stuff. But like uh, anything that's a little bit different. Oh yeah, it's definitely different. But uh, I found a bunch of clips, and a lot of them were just him solo. Some of them with him with the band going nuts. A couple of them with Lou Reed. Uh, I, again, I was able to fill a two-hour DVD. Wow. So that's and and you know what it is? It's like at night sometimes. It's like if I'm tired, but it's like ten o'clock and I want to go to sleep, I just put on the YouTube and look around. And when I'm watching and going through those music clips. They they keep me awake for a while. I get I get mm. a lot of enjoyment out of that stuff. So. I'm surprised at what's out there. There's almost almost yeah, everything. everything in the world is on YouTube. Like everything. Uh, and I I think in the beginning there was a very tight time limit, right? Mm-hmm. Now no. now it's just whatever. There's one thing on there. This is this is if anybody out there, all all you thousands of listeners hey, out there. Oh, to be uh, and also I want to say uh, welcome to our newer listeners from Germany. Nice and India. And we still have the we still have the couple from the UK, and what was what was the one I just we just saw Thailand Thailand yeah yeah so welcome all you guys I mean no the Germany one I, it was last week when our German listeners came yeah. on and I was like oh cool yeah so, man hey if you're tuning in from Germany shoot us an email yeah uh, definitely I, I wanna how's the beer how's everything going over there you know uh, we're at z e n b o n e at hotmail dot com. But uh, yeah, it was really great to see. I like, mean, when you look at the international people, I'm like, first yeah, of all, yeah. I'm like, why? But I'm thankful, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I just, it was very, it's cool. You yeah, know? the G- German cinema is awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. In the '60s, I, I'm a big fan of the yeah. creamy movies, the black and white crime movies with Klaus Kinski. And Do you remember that German uh, t- made-for-TV Hamlet? <laughs> oh yeah, the one <laughs> that that's like on industrial uh, style, MST. like. You're like oh my. Dude, in the fifties, they did a Flash Gordon TV show with uh-huh. uh, with Steve Holland, and those were made in Germany. Yeah, and they look it because you can only see a couple of American actors. The other actors are like German actors, they have thick accents, but it, it works because it's Flash Gordon. But it was yeah. shot and at the old studio, so it has that old like you know nineteen thirties kind of look to it or whatever. Very so yeah, cool. awesome awesomeness, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Well, I'll come back to it later. Oh, I was just saying that you can find anything on YouTube, you know. Yeah, oh, that's it exactly. There's one thing that, that is a, a holy grail of mine that I cannot find on YouTube. Uh-oh. And I'm 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 putting it out there to all you all the ro- All the robot nation. <laughs> the robot nation. And, and hey, by the way, awesome robot a go logo by uh don yeah isn't uh, that king, great king don <laughs> yeah go to check out check it out our website um go to www dot oh no there's no w's it's just um slow robot dot wordpress.com dot com, no man. w's go to that and check out um a listener slash friend slash fellow podcaster made up a real cool logo for us he's from two dimension podcast dot com the podcast with no direction where uh, other people on this show might be on there sometimes too nice but at any rate um okay here's what here's what i'm looking for <laughs> i have to clear my throat this is a story here okay when dr <laughs> when dr morbius was a young psychopath he when he first moved to florida back in like before you know, cars. <laughs> when the earth was still cooling, it was a molten lava ball. When dinosaurs ruled the earth. <laughs> Crater Lake, too. Yeah, right. The return of Dr. Morbius from parts unknown. Do- young Morbius <laughs> was watching a local TV show, uh, a kid's show, Monday morning, summer, whatever, you know, and 
I'm sitting there watching Banjo Billy or whatever. I think it was Banjo Billy was the character. And Banjo Billy goes to commercial. Now, the commercial is first starts in black. Okay? And then we hear the Stearman music in the background, which I'd never heard before, which is creepy. And then, all of a sudden, I see a floating optical wheel. And as the optical wheel... Not a floating optical wheel, not a floating optical wheel, but an optical wheel. And as the optical wheel keeps running, you see this little disembodied head, underlit, getting bigger and bigger. And the voice is treated so it sounds like some otherworldly creeped out thing. Well, I'm like 10 years old, maybe, 9 years old, and I'm not expecting this shit, okay? Yeah. And this shit, like, Nightmare Theater ghostly host scares the living crap out of me. It scares me so bad that I'm not letting my parents watch Channel 10, okay, in case this thing comes on. <laughs> now, this thing was from the mid-60s, and it went on, I guess, for about through, like, 70. This is the one thing I cannot find on YouTube, okay? I found everything, pretty much everything What's I'm looking it? for. It's called Nightmare Theater from South Florida. W, I think it was WLBW Channel 10 back then. I have been looking for this because I, I need to see this again now so my life... So I can get the Full circle, man. Yeah, I, I, I can. Complete. I can get this the, the scars out. Okay, I can deal you're with it. You're gonna watch it and be like, "This is nothing." This is nothing now, but it, it as it is, it's like the most important horror, scary thing so, that I ever Nightmare, saw when I was a kid. Nightmare Theater. It was Nightmare the name Theater. of the show. It was a local late night horror show, Saturday nights at one a.m. How many were there? Was it a lot? Like here, here's what a here's what a, a crazy guy, Doctor Morbius is. Doctor Morbius found this thing called Google Newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Google Newspapers has. Uh, the Miami News is one of its newspapers, and I go through the TV listings from that era to look and see what they were playing on Saturday nights. It seems like it went from like 62 to 70. Uh, You'll see a lot of nightmare theaters all over yeah. the country, because that was like a generic horror uh, host Saturday night show or whatever. But the Miami one was the one that definitely creeped me out when, when I was a when kid. When was it from? I'm, like, I'm thinking from, I, I, it was before I was there. It started probably 62 and it probably ended like 70 because I think from what from what my research leads me to believe the station was called WLBW first. Then somewhere around 70, they changed their name to WPLG, which it is now. And when the change came along, I think the show got 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 tanked. No, it's not that guy. That guy's pretty funny looking. He looks a little bit like uh like, uh, what's the guy from uh, uh, Mr. Bean, actually? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Mr. Bean as Dracula or whatever. But, yeah, this is the one thing I can't find on there. I found, like, another horror host called M.T. Graves, which was, like, from the 60s, which I loved. I've seen, I found chill, an episode of Chiller Theater from the 60s that I saw as a kid in New York. That's the one I can't find, so wow. maybe one day it'll show up, and then I can see this again and get it over with. Maybe one of our listeners, you're going to get a tape in the mail. Oh, my God. a black envelope. You'll be like, oh, no. You'll start shaking. Yeah, I like, will. Oh. I get I get goosebumps thinking about it. You're this is how, this is how, how, how Dr. Morbius, yeah. you know. You're going to hold the, the fat, crazy cat tight and yeah. push play and hope that the beast doesn't get you. Yeah, exactly. So nice. there you go. That is not on, not, uh, that is not on YouTube, so if anybody has... A copy yeah. of it, please, please post it. Yeah, what a powerhouse that is. Because, like, when I was in Korea, I ran a HDMI cable from the back of the TV to my laptop. That's how I used to watch. I used to just watch MST on there. Oh, really? So, cool. like, the, the full uh, episodes of MST were on there, so I'd watch those, like, every day. Because that's what I, I watch those every day when I go to sleep. Yeah, right. I put, like, a DVD with two on and just play the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so 
that's what I was watching over there, you know. But anything you type in on YouTube, I like wanted to listen to some old um, West Montgomery, sure guitar, um, and there it was. They're all on there. Oh you know, God, it's, just, yeah. it's really cool. Now you're, you're into West Montgomery. What about George Benson? I don't know that. No, I just I got his name from the Guitar Players Magazine as like. Oh, he was I'm great. just starting to learn a little bit more. I only knew punk and metal and that kind of stuff, so. As I'm like learning guitar a little bit more and learning more about guitar. You're getting into more guitar, guitar players. Yeah, I, I every time they feature one or I hear a name, I'll go look them up and see what they're about. You know, and just yeah, yeah. Wes was great, man. Yeah, like that's not my genre of music that I really like, but it's a he was jazz cool. He's a jazz guy. Still, I respect it when I watch him play. I'm like, wow, that guy sounds really good. You know. Yeah, George so. Benson would have been. He had hits in the in the 80s with on Broadway. He was a slicker version of Wes Montgomery. Wes Montgomery nice. was like more of a you know, old school, jazzy, you know, R&B-ish kind of, oh, man, he's yeah. great. The blues guys are great, too. B.B. and Freddie King. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Muddy Waters. And Even somebody like Gary Moore in the 80s. Gary Moore, uh, he he just died, too, man. Yeah? Yeah, he died, like, last year. He, he wasn't I think that old. he made, like, a lot of CDs, didn't he? He was a hard rock guy, and then he became a blues guy. He was in Thin but, Lizzy I mean, for a while. tons of guitar work. Like, yeah, he was all over was, the place. There was one that was called We Want More or something like that, where yeah. it was just... I think it was all just shredding guitar, like or just guitar. He, he did an album with Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker too, with like okay. the Power Trio thing. It was again, he was in, nice. he was in Thin Lizzy. Gary Moore was pretty good, actually. There was a, a documentary about Phil and Thin Lizzy uh, a couple of years ago, and Gary Moore was kind of like the guy behind the, doing the uh, doing. The, they did a little yeah, concert, getting, getting the production going. So like, probably, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Gary Moore, and you know, so that's all, all you watched guys. this week. Uh, besides our movies, yeah, yeah. This week about was, you? This week was pretty rough. Um, we had these three... We chose three... If you don't know our theme, is, if you didn't understand from the drunken Joe Namath in the beginning, uh, oh, I dropped him in to start the show off. That was... We did a NFL kickoff special this week. So yes, because the season the, starts... The season starts Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this is the, the 2012 season. Just so when you're listening in the future, somebody finds this in like the year 2015 or 2014, yeah. they're going to be like, what the hell is this? And then they'll be yeah. like, well, when? You know, so to time stamp it, it's from uh, the, 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 the 2012 NFL season is kicking off. So we chose some of our, let's say, favorites from the olden days. Uh, so we watched those three. And that, that doesn't take up a lot of time. But the more movies you do for each of our podcasts, the kind of the. You put a lot of time into it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, know what to say. You had to watch it. To you, sometimes you watch them more than once. But I also watched... I did watch that Tina Gogo documentary. Oh, the the Texas. The Texas, the Texas one. Band, I, yeah. I, the main reason I got that is because it had Ronnie Fujiyami in it. Um, that's the oh, singer yeah. from the 5678. Turns out they just did a name grab because she was in there for all of about... I saw her. About 20 seconds. 20 seconds, that's it. Like, she's like she has a lot of um, name power because of the being in Tarantino's films. So anytime that they can get a five, six, seven, eights reference, like that'll help bring in the cool kids to listen to, to watch this documentary. You know, it was, she didn't add anything other than saying, yeah, that, that was, there was music there, you know? Yeah. But, and they did a cover of uh one potato, two potato. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell the real name of it is. Um, they did it better. Uh, but anyway, the, um, it was about Texas. Yeah. Uh, Texas, local, a local garage. Texas, Tina Gogo was the name of the place. And yeah, and they had like five or six of the most popular bands, and it was neat to see. But yeah, you know, definitely. but it was kind of after a while you're like, okay, I, I get it, I'm, you know. And actually, one of our movies today was, was shot in Texas. So. Oh, cool. But anyway, right. and then the second one I watched. What else did I watch? Mm, I watched a lot of stuff. But I can't remember any of it. 
<laughs> it was <laughs> that good, how, huh? Yeah, that tells you how good it was. Oh boy! You, you got we, we you got a cool Blu-ray too. Yeah, <laughs> I actually bought a couple on Baby Blue this week. I bought um, what was it? Galaxina? Galaxina and the Crater Lake Monster. Yeah, that was a Blu-ray double feature for ten dollars. And I I did buy I haven't opened either of those yet because I just got them yesterday. I bought a um, Blu-ray of the complete season of the complete series of a show of uh, anime called uh, Samurai Champloo. Okay. And that's a it's it's a, one of the less animation less anime wackiness. You know, some of those are really nutty. This one's just kind of a pretty good samurai tale, you know. Um I had never seen the ending of it. I watched I watched some of it and then for some reason either I, like my cable box went out or whatever and uh you know, then I forgot it. I watched oh, damn it, I can't believe I can't remember what I watched. It's it's tough getting old, brother. Let I, me tell you. I just saw uh, that I just saw that they're putting out <laughs> the, the classic Dracula versus Frankenstein on Blu-ray, September 25th. So I'll be ordering that, and I, I hope we can. Now, watch are we that. gonna go? Are you going? Duder, a uh, guy at work I call Duder. He's the um, in, in October. There's the Ma- Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein getting shown. I want. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I'd like to go to that too. Maybe yeah, we, we can all. Cra- I'm gonna crash the joint and watch the uh, watch the old school. Every now and then, down in Florida, there's a couple. There's a couple places that show like old. Movies, it's a, it's, it's a it's a uh, con- it's connected with uh, Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Birds is going to be on and uh, somewhere this month too. Oh them. yeah, yeah, they're doing the Birds. I think it's September nineteenth. Nice. And they did. Oh, oh, and you're going to love this. This reaffirms <laughs> my belief in the greatness of Birdemic. They are doing a riff tracks of Birdemic, <laughs> and it's going to be at the local theater here in October. He's not letting it go, but he's wrong. It's the worst thing in the history <laughs> it was, of it's, ever. It's so great that M, that riff tracks is riffing it in the movie theaters. Wow. Birdemic in 3D. Oh, I did have a... This is now, before we get into our... We're, we are going to run a little long here, but... Okay, I have a serious question. Okay, okay. cool. Do it. Being at Disney yesterday... There's this massive cross promo now with Disney and Star Wars. Okay. I guess they both figured they needed a couple more billion, so they teamed up. Yeah. Now Disney is just hammering the Star Wars, and everyone in the world is rebuying everything. Now, I'm gonna get the baby blue of the Star Wars thing, where it's all six. You know, the, the just the big. Here's the box. Buy it, and then next week I'll release it again with a different thing, and you'll buy it again. But I'm not gonna. Anyway. If you were someone that has never seen Star Wars, uh, what what order do you show them? I'd show them the George Lucas original three first. Four, five, six, yeah. one, two, three. Yeah, I'd show them those because th- I'd show those three because they're I think you know they're better. <laughs> well, they are though. better, but but isn't the story from one to six though? Yeah, but I think I think she's good. I think somebody. I think anybody can comprehend the fact that it's in the middle of the storyline or whatever. It's easy to. It's easy to. It's easy to like tell somebody. Okay, we're yeah. gonna watch these because these came out first. But this is really the middle of the story. We're gonna watch the middle and then we're gonna watch the beginning. I think Cause that's I, easy enough. Because if you watch it the story way, it shows one big arc. Yeah. Which I've watched that way and I don't mind it that way to be honest. Um, I don't have the loathing hatred that most do for the newer ones. They're not great, but they're okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't. They're not like distractingly terrible. That, that I, I can forgive some of the dumb stuff and just say whatever. You know, it was a cash grab, the Jar Jar thing, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, some of the crap didn't work, and so what? Um, from today's standards, if you watched a bunch of 
little teddy bears well, you know, destroying you know, Star Wars or stormtroopers. That's just as dumb. You know, you know what I would, you, you know, know what I would do it that way because I don't want somebody to see the first, the new three, and go like, oh wow. These look so much better than the other yeah, ones. The other ones are so clunky right. looking, you know, and that's what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, because technologically they would progress better if you started four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, for, for us then you're, who've seen them, we're, we're, we're like, okay, let's let's get it. Let's see them in chronological order because we can understand the concept that may, that the, the effects got better. But for a, a new person that's never seen them before, it's going to be, be like, like what, is what this? the hell is Where'd this? Where did you crap? find this thing? Is this for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did you okay. get these at the? Did you get these for a dollar somewhere uh, or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was something I was kind of laboring over, uh, as far as like, okay, now what? How would you show them? But uh, I guess you would have to go four, five. No, six, you don't have one, to. That's two, what three. I would do. You don't have to. And you can do whatever, however you well, feel best. I mean, you can you can do. Okay, we're gonna see, we're gonna show them the way they were originally filmed, and then afterwards. We're going to show them in the original chronological order. Yeah. See, I did that right when when those when it kind of hit DVD or whatever. I I made a weekend of it and I did watch all of them all, uh, you know, like yeah. in, one through three, four, five, six, and it was a good experience for me. I liked it a lot. I mean, it was a two or three days, but it was mostly all you did is watch Star Wars, you know. And I would just it, it took two days and I and I I watched and I was like, oh, it's. Good story. Good. I like. You know what I mean? Like I like the story. I like the thing. You know? I, I of course now. Uh, now since like, I'm gonna be real, everybody. I've <laughs> yeah. been holding back all this. Time, but I'm gonna be real. Your hatred towards Star Wars. <laughs> it's not a hatred. It's just Star Wars ruined a lot in a sense because it became such a like an archetype for what. A sci-fi movie should look like, or whatever how, that. How it had to be. Yeah, how it had to be. Then how it was before, kind of got forgotten or became stupid or campy. And it was like not every sci-fi movie has to be like Star Wars. It could be. Right. It could be anything. I mean, obviously, Aliens is. I was different. gonna say because now it either looks like Star Wars or it looks like Aliens. Aliens. Yeah, like, there were so strong. There were such strong movies. And, and I guess that's always been the way, you know. I mean, when the when yeah. the Frankenstein movie came out, it Everything caused everything. Like Frankenstein, then, you know. Yeah. But but I, I actually and you, I know because of like all we do on the show, we like the clunky old sci-fi too. That does oh, it yeah. looks nothing like you know. I love, yeah, all that Mysterions and uh, what so, was that one? Oh, Mighty Jack. Yeah, Mighty. Oh, I love <laughs> Mighty Jack. I just watched Mighty Jack this morning. Like, I was like, oh my god, man. <laughs> So it's a love-hate right. thing with Star Wars for me. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. hate. It's a love-hate. That's cool. You know, so, no, I mean, it's go. no big deal. It's just one of those things, um, you know. Is there a name for, like, the hardcore Star Wars fans? You know how Trek, Star Trek... Or Trekkers or Trekkies. Trekkies or... Uh, is there a thing like that for Star Wars? or? Uh, not that I know. I don't know you either. Know. War... A, you know what? There's a lot Warheads, of... Warheads. I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot I don't know. Of, like, I'm a casual liker of Star yeah. Wars yeah. and Star Trek. So I have, like, when I get into, I can't really get into conversations because some people like it so much, you're like, I, I, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? They, like, lose you, you know. Now, you think Star Wars would have been what it was without all the merchandising that came along with it? Because it was, so, the merchandising is almost as big as the, uh. No, Star Wars was as huge. As the movies. The movie was huge. Oh, I know the movie was huge, but it was like the merchandising was almost as equal as at huge. The yeah, I guess. But at, and at the time, man, that. That's what I. That's what I think. A lot of people that watch it now are like, "Yeah, whatever. It's a good movie." Like they, like kids watching it now, they don't understand the cultural impact that that made. Like that, that movie like changed a, a generation or like a decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, where, where people were like believing in space again, and it was, 
Yeah, you know, it, did. It, it it raised awareness and it made it like cool. You know, starts like the those kind of movies became cool, and you're like, wow. I you mean, know? you had uh, 2001 and 69. That kind yeah. of was a technological achievement, but it didn't really have. It was more of an intellectual achievement. Star Wars more of a popcorn. Everybody. Yeah. You know, enjoy this movie kind of thing, which... You might hit me, but I've never made it through that 2001. Oh, I, I watched it, but oh, I haven't watched it again. I've I mean, tried and tried and tried, because everyone's like, it's a great movie, and I watch it, and I'm like, oh my God, what's the point, and can we get know, to it? You know, like, you know, the just, people that think it's a great movie is, you know, because when they watched it, they were on acid. chemicals. Well, I'm not, and me I can't neither. stand it. I watch it, and me I'm like... Neither. But at the oh. time, it was a technological achievement. The fact that the 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 effects and the way that it was shot and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. But again, it was more of an intellectual experience. Star Wars would be more of a popcorn Just, fun yeah. you know movie or whatever. Yep. I yeah, that's true. So I mean, I don't know. I always and, liked and, it. And Lucas did do that other one, uh, THX one one three eight, which was yeah. a more of a grim version of the future. That I liked uh, that one. Yeah. I, I didn't love it, but I watched it. And I was like, I, this is. I I thought it was a very good movie because. I, I see a lot of those in that vein where everyone's kind of like the barcodes on the back of the neck yeah, and crap yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I like I, I liked it. You yeah, know? Robert Duvall and all that. Yeah, that was a that was a good movie. But I mean, he was. It almost seems like he was still kind of like trying to be more intellectual, like maybe uh, yeah. Kubrick was. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. after and then and after he hit with uh, American Graffiti, I think the nostalgia and it was such a big deal because that was the first. I think one of the first big nostalgia movies. It's nostalgic for the '50s because by the '73 we're already nostalgic those, for the '50s. Well, and those, yeah, like he cashed in on people that were in that decade and loved that decade. Yeah, and the '50s have always had like a, a a charm for America. Well, yeah, that's when we were that's at. That's when we that's flexed. Won our, the war. Yeah, everybody's our hot everybody's having kids and, and you yeah, know all that see, kind of stuff. That the was teenage, a crazy time. The teenagers got you know teenagers became more than just kids. They were had their own movies and. They had yeah. their own idols or whatever, rock and roll and all that. So, I mean, he cashed in. After he did the grim THX, he cashed in with American Graffiti because it really built on a nostalgia thing. And then what he did with Star Wars was kind of mm-hmm. update the sci-fi nostalgia but make it so technologically yeah. new. Because if you look at Star Wars, it's a serial. I mean, it starts off like a oh, serial yeah. with, a, you know. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is why, which is, which is, the, which is like why it's so popular because it's kind of like taking you back to the old nostalgic, you know, uh, cowboys, uh, space opera, you know, whatever. But yeah. it's so it's so updated, and he sticks in metaphysical stuff like "May the Force be with you" and all this other gibberish or See, whatever. See, that was cool, and then it was like the last ones are like, "Well, what's the Metachlorian count?" And you're like, "Really? Did yeah. you have to ruin the Force?" Yeah, they ruined the Force. You know what I mean? Force. Like, come on, brother, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, so he just. Did. Yeah, so I mean, he. <laughs> You know, can't things just be fun or whatever? Like that's that's what loses me. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it starts getting <clears throat> deep, I, mean, I have to stick a little bit of deepness in it just to let everybody know that I'm not just like, you know, a simpleton or whatever that likes right. little sci-fi movies. I'm getting into like, you know, metaphysics and like all this. Serials like, over time. Yeah. Serials work. Indiana yeah. Jones. Uh huh. Yeah. Indiana Jones. The title. Yeah, there's another one that Lucas was oh, in. Oh my yeah. God! I mean, they. No, that's Spielberg, isn't it? No, Lucas is involved in... They both are involved in Indiana Jones. Oh, really? Oh, okay. oh yeah. Man, I don't know oh, this yeah. kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, like, Indiana Jones, and boy, what a what a great series that has that was. Again, I'm pretty forgiving. I don't... 
the new ones aren't great, but who cares? You know, I, now, the one I with like, the monkey brains I didn't like too much. The second one was line. pretty rough to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I still I watch it as one body work and like yeah. them. I, I, they're fun. Harrison Ford is a hilarious. He's a fun actor. He's a good actor. I like. You, him. you know, he wasn't originally supposed to be Indiana Jones. They wanted like Tom Selleck, and they that wanted a couple of other worked. actors. That would have never worked. Like he <laughs> has a, the only I could see um, Kurt Russell. Yeah, he would have been see good Kurt too. Kurt Russell working. He would have been good too. He's the same yeah. kind of cocky, funny. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Like you know, what I mean, like he would have worked, but. I can't see many other people working as, as Indiana Jones. You know? Yeah, I, I heard from somebody. I don't know if this is true or not, but again, I've just heard it from somebody that they actually wanted Sean Connery to play Indiana Jones in the beginning. He ended up playing his dad like 10 years later, but they actually wanted him to play Indiana Jones. Yeah, just think of how, how different some of these movies, when you hear like who was involved in the casting, who could have been, Oh yeah. you're like, mm, this movie wouldn't have worked. Now, Here, here's you know, my favorite, the original... The original uh, leading man for Casablanca was going to be ready for this, Ronald Reagan, but he turned it down, so Bogey got it. Reagan could have done it, I think. I think he could have done it, but it's just been a completely different movie. I mean, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have been Bogart has that kind of like, you know, like world-weary, you know, tough guy, you know, cynical mm. or whatever that Ron, Ronald Reagan, I don't think he had, but that would have been, <laughs> that that been, been different, man. Def- different movie. Joe Bell Lugosi turned down <laughs> Frankenstein. That would have worked, too. Except they had completely different makeup and a completely different director, so it would have been uh, a completely different movie. Yeah, yeah. It's I love. Uh, you know, I don't. Well, I haven't seen enough of those old monster movies. Um, of course, I I always tend to lean towards the Japanese stuff. The I know all the Godzillas and all that kind of stuff, but some of those older uh, monster movies I've never seen yet. You've you know? never seen the old universe, like, not the original ones. No, no. I, you've seen Frankenstein, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wolfman, I, you probably saw, right? I've never seen the original Mummy. I've never seen the original oh. Wolfman. Those the Wolfman's seen. real good. The Mummy's have, good, but it's slow. But the Wolfman's uh, real good. I have to get him from Duder. I know he buys all. They're the, gonna come out on Blu-ray soon, so just we'll uh, hold on. Just, yeah, he, just I, hold on. I know uh, that's that's the guy I keep talking about, Duder at work. He is the one that has like he has all those. Uh, the, the, whenever they release them in the the top of the line box yeah. sets and mm-hmm. stuff like that, he buys them up. He loves those old monster movies. Yeah, know? I do too. I, I mean, I watched them as a kid. Actually, you know what's funny? I watched them later on when I, because when I was a kid, I don't remember them playing on TV. They didn't have the what they called the Universal A package. They were playing stuff like the Mole People and uh, some <laughs> some of these uh, uh, John Agar is so, yeah, the Mole uh, People. <laughs> but that's got but that's got Hugh Beaumont, Ward Cleaver from Believe It to Beaver. So that movie is good. I love that movie. John Agar. John Agar. <laughs> But um, they didn't, they weren't playing the Dracula's and Frankenstein. By the time I saw them, I was like twelve. Yeah. They they didn't. There was no scare factor there, but it was more of a historical thing when yeah. I was watching them. You know, they are kind of slow and. Oh yeah, and the, and hardly any there's in Dracula there's hardly any music because it wasn't like it wasn't technologically you know advanced enough to put music throughout the whole thing. So they kind of have a little bit here and there, but they're just beautifully made movies. Yeah. Sometimes we're gonna have to really dig into soundtracks. Because oh, yeah. sometimes it's either love them or hate them. You know? Oh, yeah. I have discs and discs I bought of the... I have most of the Godzilla soundtracks on these really nice high-end discs. Akira Fukuba. Yeah, yeah. Just powerful, you know. And so, But then some are just crap. Oh, yeah. Some detract, you know. We'll have to... You know what I got to find? I got it somewhere on a disc, the Green Slime song. That rock song at the beginning of the Green You're Slime. Kidding. Yeah, I got it on a disc somewhere. That is such a rockin'... 
great song. I Do love you know, that. The one I love is that Horror Beach, the the Bel Airs. Oh, the Bel Airs. Those guys. That was on TV awesome. not that long ago on IFC. Yeah, I watched Bel-Airs. that a lot. Again, mostly the MST version. But those were just, those guys were hilarious. Man. Well, there's some 50s ones. I think it's Hot Rock Gang or something like yeah. that. And have oh, like, I had the movie picture up. Remember, I had the poster in here. That yeah, that's right. Gang. With John Ashley, I think yeah, he's in yeah. it. He does, he does some kind of uh, rockabilly songs. I guess he did like a, he was he was dying to be like a singer as well as an actor back then. And some of the songs are actually on YouTube. If you yeah. if you type in John Ashley, you'll see the 45. That which, was the that, 45. which was that Mel Torme Hot Rod uh, oh God! Now you're hot, killing teenage me. Hot rod, teenage hot rod gang, or oh, I can't think of it right now. Yeah, you're I right remember about I was that. watching that. Melter May was there. I was like, Melter May. Actually, I had to pause the movie because I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is Melter May doing in here? There was even British hot rod gang movies. I think there was one called Beat Girl or something with yeah, like, yeah, with Christopher yeah. Lee was in it. I was like, okay. I, oh, I just found a trailer. I found two trailers for some new, to- totally changing subject, for some new uh, Pinky Violence. I can't find them. I gotta find them. I, I, From new as in seventies or new as in like made recently? No, I think like. 2010, Oh, they're, re- they're doing yeah. Pinky Violence again. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, that never goes away. Oh, That's I thought a, it went away after... If you don't know what we're talking about, look up the... Vi- not at work, but do a Google <laughs> search of Pinky Violence. I have I have a lot of them. Um, they are just Japanese ultra-violent, ultra-sex. They're ultra-everything. These movies are just... They're kind of like women in prison movies, but not really. Because the women are hacking people up. Yeah, Usually there's one that has diseases, and she just goes and has sex with dudes to kill them because of her super AIDS and stuff. Uh I mean, it is just out of control. (laughs) One thing I do love about Japanese cinema, they are out of control. Like, whatever we think we can do, uh -uh. (laughs) times your brain by ten, and that's what you're going to get when they you know, make it on film. Well, Well, there was always this, like, idea and i'm not sure if it's true or not i mean it could be wrong if anybody out there can correct me you know please do so but there's always this people were always talking back in the days of like fandom i would read about movies like an old hammer movie saying like oh yeah it was cut for british and american but the the uncut version was over in japan now i have yet to see a japanese one from anyway from the classic era that has more you know uh sex in it or more violence or whatever i don't know if that's a myth or if that's real but that's always been there that oh yeah all that stuff was put in the japanese version sometimes in the sometimes they would say it would be in the continental version meaning it would be in the italian and french cuts or whatever but the british were very you know like at least in the 50s and 60s early 60s very strict about not showing much, and of course in America it was edited. You know, it yeah. changed in the 70s. I, I, it cracks me up the stuff we edit out. We'll let somebody like blow somebody's brains all over the camera with a shotgun, but they won't show tits. This would this have been, and in you're the, like, really? This was in the 60s, in the 70s. All you know, it we're, all let loose. Yeah, you know? we're kind of backwards still, though. Like. We still won't show some <laughs> stuff, but it's perfectly fine to show someone getting gutted or eviscerated, and and then, but the no sex, don't don't do that. That's not yeah, that's not a god fearing thing. It's okay to hack someone's head off, just don't have sex with them first. But a, but in Japan, I guess it's anything. Goes. Hey, but you know what? Are you ready for some football? I think so. I think it's football. Are you time. ready for some football? Okay, well I'm gonna drop in the two two of the three trailers for the movies we chose, and then we'll be right back to talk about these. Glorious achievements in NFL great. No, wait, wait. Here's a way. Here's a way you have to say. It. And now here's something you really like. And now here's something you really like.
meet Vernon Potts. This is what they did to him. Watch him as he turns into a beast too grotesque to believe and terrorizes his teachers to death. See Vernon Potts turn on to become the demon of Horror High. Uh, I make that out to be a laboratory beaker, Lieutenant. We found it close to the coach's body. The world's most evil teenage mind creates terror for the school that becomes known as Horror High. A distorted trip into the nightmare of death. Well, you know how some drugs can change a person mentally? Well, I've been trying to prove that you can change them physically as well. See the terror that stalks the hallowed halls of Har High. Vernon, where is Mr. Muggs? He's dead. He was part of the experiment. That's why I've got to give it up. You just turn on the light. running loose around here and two people, two people dead already. Guess you're gonna have to play with the big boys today, huh? Do you dare enroll in horror high? What the hell is that ungodly sound you're making? See all pro John Nyland as another victim of Vernon's rage. See horror high opening soon in this area. is a scream. Her eye is a blast. It seemed like a good idea at the time. The white bigot was dying and the black soul brother needed time to prove his innocence. More power to you, brother. I want to transplant my head on a healthy body. I think I like to donate my body to science after all. So they transplanted the whitehead onto the black body. Who would have suspected that neither would care for the idea too much? What are you guys doing to me? Shut up. Where's the rest of you? We are joined together temporarily. Williams, stop this car immediately. Why don't you shut up? Hey, that's telling him, man. I should have known your kind stick together. Will you please stop this infernal machine? Oh, just shut up. Help! Shut up. You a doctor? So far, so good. Then how about you taking old happy face off of here? They're shooting at us! Man, this car's a real dub. Could I have a cigarette? Oh, sure, honey. Hey, man, we're smoking while I'm eating.
head out the window and see if any more is coming. Ray Milland and Rosie Greer as The Thing with Two Heads. You get some sleep, baby. Why don't you stay here for a little while? It's no use, honey. Maybe when I get used to it. Now you know you got to go. Okay. All right. The refs have given us a 10-yard penalty, and we've listened to those. We went under the hood. We reviewed them. Yeah. So those, we have three movies to talk about today. Three, count of three. Yes. First one, now, CC and Company. Now, these three movies, the, the, the basic idea was it was three movies which have football players in them. Right. And now, they're all from the 70s. Yeah, which, they're all from the 70s. We could have went with um, Ace Ventura because it had Dan Marino. Yeah. It, we could have went with... I hate, um, I hate the Dolphins, though. The Waterboy because it had yeah, Lawrence Taylor. The Longest Yard <laughs> with had Ray Nitschke and other football yeah. players There's a lot it. out there. It's not. It's not a new thing for no. really bad actors. Howie Long's been in a bunch of them. Yeah. Fred Williamson was oh, a football you remember that player. Dude, Jim Brown, uh, the di- the guy that died from roids. Lyle Zeta. Oh, Lyle Zeta. He had yeah, that jackhammer one or what was it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah. It was called like Voltage or. It yeah. was crazy. Well, Ben Davidson was in the black. We did the Black Six not that long ago. Yeah, they had the yeah. guys from the uh, can't well, double dip. You know. Yeah. Well, well, my, Mean Joe. Mean yeah. Joe's another returning actor. Actually, in the three movies. We're going to have returning actors from other movies that we've talked about. <laughs> yeah. Me and Joe being one of them, and yeah, there's a couple of others. I didn't even barely recognize them. The only reason you can usually tell when a football player came on in the 70s was they started the that heavy, could-be-porn, could-be-disco bass line starts kicking in. Come, yeah. Somebody comes in with a gigantic fro, and you're like, there's the football player, you know. Yeah, there he comes, badass. And usually they stand there all wooden going, I'm going to kill you up good, sucker. And yeah. then that's and then it's on, you know. So. so there's actor, 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 this guy, actor, 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 <laughs> some kind of action, actor, actor, then the football hero wins at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we got CC and Company okay. starring the ever-drunk, ever-awesome Joe Namath. Joe Namath, the guy that beat my Baltimore Colts in yeah. Super Bowl three, but you know what? We got, That's cool. Yeah. I love Joe. And we got um, the second one is Horror High with uh, with. Now, what's w- the other name for that? Horror High. Twisted Brain. And you know what's Tw- funny? I watched the Twisted Brain version. And I gave you the Horror High version. Mm. Apparently, the Twisted Brain is a TV version, and the one you got is the unedited one. Ooh. So you can talk about the extra gore that I didn't see. Ah, uh, okay. And then the third one was The the Thing with Two, two The heads. Thing with Two Heads, yeah. Oh, shit, that one was tough. Yeah, that was definitely like... Uh, that one was almost like Dukes of Hazard comical. Yes. Like, there's this part where they're doing this car chase, and... That thing went on forever, that oh, car chase. Oh, it was chase. like ten minutes, and they just kept rolling cop cars down hills with their trunks and hoods were already <laughs> open before they started rolling, and you're like... And then, out of nowhere, there's just another one. Out of nowhere, there's, like, there's this, this guy with two heads on a motorcycle. Okay, okay. Well, the, that's what we're going to talk about first, Okay, then. okay. We're, we're already into this, so... We're already into this. Might as yeah. well go. Yeah, okay, there's a... Ray Milland is a is was a, was a well respected actor up until this movie. <laughs> You're kidding. Ray Milland was an Academy Award winning actor. The the old guy he was in like Picnic and he was away. But you know I mean he needed he, booze money so he che- he checked in for this one. A or lot whatever. of these guys, man, they didn't make millions like they do now, so they needed to work. So you know Just they keep got cranking. AIP yeah. says, hey, you know Ray Milland was in The Man with the X Ray Eyes, another AIP movie from '65, which is a really good movie actually, but. 
Anyway, he plays a racist doctor. Oh, my God. And that just didn't <laughs> stop, did it? The racist stuff. No. You're like, whoa, come on, man. He's dying from cancer, and he's like, uh, he's a he transplant. He's a transplant. <laughs> So I guess what was the, what was the deal that they 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 experiment on a gorilla? They couldn't yeah. experiment on something less, you know, yeah. uh, less you know big and you know scary. They experiment on a gorilla. They put two, an egg, a two-headed gorilla. A two-headed gorilla. And then then they made sure that they could take the other original head off. <laughs> yeah. Hint hint. hint cause, yeah, that's what you know, they. Yeah. He's heading for. I'm gonna save myself. Heading but, yes, yeah. would be the operative word bumps. there. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, so, so yeah, they, they, he's 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 wants he's dying of cancer. He wants to be able to put his head onto a new body, which is a cool idea. You yeah. know, I mean, your your body's dying, but your brain's okay. So you get a new body, and then uh, yeah, you go on and you live another hundred years or yeah, whatever the right. hell. And then yeah, by then by then you'd probably just be able to do it. You know. In a booth or something so like there'd be a, something for it. So you experiment on a gorilla. The gorilla's now got two heads. So now the gorilla's now they're going to remove the oh, the the original head. The original head and see if the replacement head will take. But in the meantime, the gorilla gets loose. I guess the guy's going to they're going to do something to the gorilla. I think they were, no, they were going to operate on him. And the guy who's you know the assistant, of course, he's going to give him a shot and he misses his ass or whatever. And the gorilla yeah. goes nuts and he breaks it and he, yeah, goes, he rips it loose. And the gorilla suit was done by Rick Baker, who's very well known uh, effects guy, who did the King, the Dino De Laurentiis Kong. He specialized in ape oh, suits, okay, yeah. but he's done tons of movies, so he's a well known. Uh, that didn't look that didn't look bad. No, I mean, <laughs> like for what it was, it was a, that that part was really good. No, I mean, to be honest, like they they did a, they did a couple close ups yeah. to show the gorilla's eyes, like yeah, looking yeah. around, and there was some. There was no servos or anything in there, but there was some movement, yeah. like of the of the gorilla's thing, you know. So, not thing, his head. Perhaps. Yeah, the gorilla's thing wasn't shown on camera. No, thank so, God. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank but, God. Uh, so, okay, so they did they ever get the gorilla back? Yeah, they got the yeah, gorilla back. Yeah, what happened was the gorilla escapes and they chase him, and then at the end of the stupid scene, they find him in the in the supermarket and he's eat, they're eating two bananas and it's like wah wah wah. <laughs> you know, so they catch the gorilla. They should have had him like. Slip on two banana peels. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would have been funny. So then they catch Mr. Gorilla, and then they uh, behead him, and then, lo and behold, the uh, the the, oh, the new head works. So now it's time to yeah. do this on Dr. Oh, God, I forgot his name. But anyway, Ray Milan. Yeah. So I guess some guy comes up with a great idea of saying, well, I got an idea. There's a guy on death row that's going to get executed. Well, no, they actually go up to the whole row and say, hey. That's the, right. The, that's the right. warden comes up, and he's like the typical... Like stogie chewing hard guys, like any of you guys on death row wanna That's right. you wanna donate your body, you just sign here and you get a thirty day reprieve and then know you're you're doing something good for society for once, you know. It could have been it could have been like who was uh, Pauly from the Rocky yeah, movie. Yeah, he should have been doing yeah. it. That's who should have been doing it. But so and no one's no one does it. Except for And Rosie then on the Greer. no but on on the very end, like no one says yes, you know. And then, then, right when he's getting strapped in, this giant monstrosity, Rosie, Rosie, Rosie Greer, who was a defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams, okay, Rosie one of the Greer fearsome foursome, said, "I'll do it." Yeah, because he's, he's, he's innocent. He said, "I'm innocent, and my lady is almost cracking the case, so right. the extra thirty days will save me." And at that time, when I say yes, because you know who I turn to for cracking lawyer cases. Football players' wives—they're yeah, really yeah. on the ball. That's what I think. Now, now you, you probably didn't notice it, but there's a, the, there's one of the inmates. The he's in, he's like the hysterical guy screaming. The white guy. 
He's gonna be in. A, he's gonna be in another movie today. That's the, William Smith. Is that that white guy, right? Like he's, the, the one that's kind of like he's he's tell in, him a good man's guy. He's in CC and Company. Like, that's William oh, Smith. So we got he, we got a William Smith double feature yeah, going on. The today. gene pool for the cinema slash uh, NFL is very light. Like now, now, he's yeah, a lot of the same guy. William William Smith is a great. Bad guy in biker movies, and you know. But yeah. anyway, he's he got a, had that look. He's he's got that evil look. He's, <laughs> and and guess what? He was a child actor in Ghost of Frankenstein with Lon Chaney. He was in a Universal horror movie as a little kid. So he's got he's of he's been he around was. for a while. He's got acting chops, and he's obviously something's wrong with him when you look at him. You're and like, he's a uh, badass, and you know. Yeah. Anyway, he's just has a bit role. He'll be he'll be in the next movie with a, you, a bigger role. Sometimes I read I, I read about these guys, and I'm like, man. What am I doing wrong? Like, yeah, you know, right. these guys are like, I played in the NFL and I'm a child star, and now, you know, then he went on to become a rap star and an astronaut, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, how do I get some of this action? You know? Yeah, I guess you got to be in Hollywood back in the '40s, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so any so yeah, we got to kind of power through these a little bit faster than normal. So, uh, well, what you want to call it? Rosie Greer decides to go ahead with. He's going to go ahead and do it, and then. Um, because at this point the doctor's failing bad. It was a rush job. They couldn't really choose top, like they just had to get anybody they could get in there. So they right. grabbed that guy and And the ironic part is since the doctors were racist, they're putting yep. his head on a, white, a black guy. A, a racist white guy's head on a gigantic black guy's body. Now there's another black doctor. The black doctor which was Don Marshall was in another movie we just did a few weeks ago. Uh he was in um Terminal Island. Oh what? Oh, okay. Don Marshall, yeah. yeah so now yeah. he's so now oh we're now we're now we're now we're getting referencing old other actors and B movie actors. Yeah. So we got Don Marshall now in two. We got we got William, uh, William Smith is going to be in two. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're, so anyway, the operation works. Yep, it works. And um, and of course, like a day later, Rosie Greer decides he's going <laughs> to. Yeah, the operation was so good yeah. that within a couple of days he could Dude, he could escape and that, like, later that day off. he was like lifting his hands like oh the powerful body yeah. and then he's like this must be some kind of joke you know yeah and then uh, yeah literally like then Rosie Greer like and racist and racist Ray Milan takes knocks off. out a guy and runs away and goes to his old lady's house and they bring the doctor with them too because yeah. I guess the doctor's gonna do the re you know take the, off this guy's head the, yeah Rosie Greer's basically like you're taking this guy's head off or I'm gonna take your head off and and then and then when, and when the girlfriend gets there she looks at it and she goes you got you do you have two of anything else wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah she does say that and, and then she says something like you're always getting into some kind of wacky hijinks or something like and I was like. What the wrote this? And and Ray Milan's <laughs> making like watermelon jokes and I something know, like that. I know it just doesn't end. Like being from a more as rough as we are with the internet, we are very much more politically correct uh, yeah, than now. than back in the day. Like you watch <laughs> these stuff back then, and you kind of do a double take because you can't believe what you've just heard. You know what I mean? It's just like oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was 1971, so. I know. Like, and we have we've actually like almost embraced that, you know, uh, to some degree now. Like, where we laugh about it because we're like, wow, we were backwards, you know, and we laugh. And I mean, everyone laughs because you're just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you can't believe what you're hearing. Anyway, okay. Anyway, well, so what follows after that is like a 20 minute car chase, oh, like you were talking about the Dukes of Hazard. It, it ends up on a motor bicycle, on a, on a motocross bike or something. I don't know. Yeah, it goes and on trust forever. me, this is where the movie ends. Like basically, like 
when you get to the car chase slash motorcycle chase and there's like somehow they're driving through a field and they run over a a a, a, a fire hydrant in the middle of the <laughs> yeah field. the car goes through a fire hydrant and, and keeps like, going what the hell's going on here like it's one of those where you there's more hunts per second than you can this, count this, cause this, just, Rosie Greer is like is like driving a Dodge Dart and he's and he's like <laughs> kicking the ass of all these police. Uh, police cruisers or whatever, all these like chargers or whatever they are, challengers yeah. or now, whatever. To, and that's where we're going to leave it because there's just they're just rolling cop cars and rolling cop cars and rolling cop cars. Like I was saying, he's driving this motorcycle through these fields because he gets out of the Dodge Dart and uh, uh, commandeers <laughs> a, a motorcycle. Yeah, he's got him, his 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 head, the extra his, head. Yeah, and he's got the doctor and they're and on the this little motorbike the or whatever. It's yeah. like a 125 enduro. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how that thing drove with those guys on it. You yeah, know? I know. And and they're showing like at first they show like three or four cop cars chasing them, which was from the original chase, and those cop cars roll, and then out of nowhere, one at a time, they just keep appearing, and the only thing they appear with is the motorcycle come by, by the camera, and then a zoom out and like. A, a cop car with the hood up and the trunk up just starts rolling. They just are rolling down hills. I don't know if they had like an electronic catapult thing that would knock cars down or if they just hired guys to roll them. Yeah. It was crazy. And it just kept going. Like, then you'd be like, oh, well, thank God. Now there's no more cars. Nope. Here's another car. Nope. Here's another car. It, it, oh, my God. Padding, as they it say. It was just brutal. And it it was just, it was like that, that scene from the Blues Brothers. When yeah. they had like a hundred cop cars like on top of each other, and they just get out and start shooting, you know, or whatever. It was just, it was really weird. And then at the end, it's got a happy ending. At the end, they they cut the well for one guy anyway. Yeah, they cut the doctor's <laughs> head off. He's still alive because he's hooked up to the magic juice machine. So he's like, "Where you got to help me, you yeah. guys?" And then the three. Uh, African American. Yeah, yeah. Rosie, Rosie Greer's Greer, girlfriend and the doctor. They're driving away singing "Oh Happy Day." Yeah, they are singing "Oh Happy Days" as they're driving away in a car. That's the <laughs> end. And I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Like, now, uh, a, now AIP the year before did another one called "The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant." So this is like a theme Christ. running around. The, the two-headed theme has been going around for a while, this was, but uh, this was kind of tough to make it through. I, I, it I was got, funny. I got laughs some out of it. Some parts were funny. and some I got laughs out I, of it. At the coffee, I was getting coffee when Dr. Morbius, from Parts Unknown, showed up yes, at the work the day after I saw it. And I was like, I thought for sure the doctor's head was going to wake up on a gorilla's body. <laughs> like, that's how I would have ended it. Like, you would have seen that and then the slow pan out and his head's on a gorilla body. No. That would have been funny and, like, more fitting for what this was. Now, the, the, now... When they were doing the operation, the, the the decapitated head stuff, it wasn't bad. When the when the head was on Rosie Greer and he's like driving a motorcycle or from the far away shots, that was pretty crappy, actually. Uh, yeah, they the way they did this was not. I thought they were going to use the standard dummy head. No, no, these two guys hugged each other yeah. for eight <laughs> months of this production. Like, there was a, just a big trench coat yeah. over two guys, and one guy's head was to the left, and one was to the right, and my it's like God. like a buddy picture. My God. Those two might have been dating by the end of this movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I, I got I got enough laughs out of it to recommend yeah. it. It's worth watching. Yeah. Just for, I'll have a few a, beers, some popcorn, some friends, and have a good time. I'll give it a 5.5. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give it like a six or whatever. <laughs> okay. I liked it enough. Okay. Next one. What are we going to do next? Okay. Well, uh, let's go. C- C- yeah. C.C. C- C- and Company. We're going to go on to the ever popular 
super super popular at the time, Joe Namath. Joe Willie. Joe Willie Namath and CC and Company. Now, now this was made. CC and Company was made right after the Super Bowl win. Okay. Like, he actually had a show which I I've, I've, I haven't seen, but I know it plays in repeats on one of the sports channels, the Joe Namath show, where he always, after he won that Super Bowl, he was like there was nobody bigger than him. Okay, he yeah. was like the biggest celebrity. And he was he had the bravado of yeah. uh, Van Halen's who was who was the oh David Lee Roth. He had the bravado of David Lee Roth, and he had the popularity of you know whoever Aaron and, and, Rodgers or something like yeah, he, and he, he got was all it. And it was in the 70s, so every lady that walked the streets was Joe's woman. You know, at that point, Joe's yeah. woman, he, including Anne Margaret, from what I understand, was in this movie. Dude, that was this, and and this movie. That's all. It was a biker film with Joe Namath, and that's all you really have to know about it. Like, there's not, there's uh, not much to it except the opening scene is classic. The opening scene, describe it, because this. This, this is something through, I would have done. Yeah. I would have, if I would have seen it, I would have done back in the seventies. Just to be now, cool, there's cameras. to emulate it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? So walk us through. This it. is this is just too good. Now I wouldn't do this because there's cameras and they'd spot you. Okay, they Joe. They taser you. You get tasered. Yeah, they taser you. you yeah. <laughs> Joe walks in, real like Mr. Cool guy, you know, wearing his jeans, and he goes into the uh, into the supermarket. He gets a shopping cart, puts, starts putting in, you know, uh, canned food. Hitting on ladies as he's walking around. <laughs> yeah, right. And then like I goes to he goes to the bread aisle, grabs a couple of loaves of bread, <laughs> puffs them down on the on the uh, on the on the shopping cart, goes into the you know frozen aisle, gets a couple of slices of cheese and some ham, <laughs> pops him, make, make he's making he's making himself a sandwich as he's grinding along, grabs some lettuce and then he answers it up with a little uh, mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he eats the sandwich. And then when he's and then while he's done eating the sandwich, he goes to the milk. I'll get a case, a little carton of milk, drinks, drinks that. that. Yeah. After he's done, he, he goes up to the, 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 the guy that works there. He goes, excuse me, sir, where are the cupcakes at? And the guy goes, oh, aisle seven. So he goes to aisle seven, gets himself a cupcake, opens a bag, eats a cupcake. <laughs> and as he's driving, he goes to the next aisle. He finds his, he sees the napkins, opens up a box of napkins. Yeah, wipes his mouth. Wipes his face real dainty-like or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he is cheesing it up so. Oh, he is so cheesing it up. And after he's done, takes the cans out. Puts them back. He puts everything back. And then he walks up to the counter, grabs a 10-cent stick of gum, waves hi to a couple of the ladies there, and takes the gum. And then after he pays for the gum, he goes, can I have a stamp with that? <laughs> and he drives off on his chopper. And uh, Classic. Wow, yeah. That was... Um, it was funny. Like, it that, was good. That, that first scene is just kind of iconic. Yeah. Who he was, yeah. who he betrayed, and who he really became like yeah it's like i don't give a shit you know i can do whatever i want yeah which in the later years that that we put that promo there was a there was a game where he was on monday night football where he was just shit-faced drunk hitting on ladies and now he's like 60 or whatever yeah, he was out. He of can't it. be hitting on on a twenty two year old commentator. Or at least, oh she or thirty. Year she, old. She's out of his league. Let's put it that way. Yes, yeah. he's rich, but he might not even be rich anymore. Yeah, they didn't make that kind of money back then. No, he's got bucks. He made not, money. Uh, not not. He's like not they filthy. Do now. He's yeah. not, no, he's not filthy rich. He's, I've seen. But, I saw him the other day doing a commercial for uh, some kind of like condos in in, yeah. in Alabama or something. Because he went to the University of Alabama. See now, and I always kind of thought, okay, he's a he was a good guy. Yeah, I mean he was he he was very brash and very cocky. But if you're the winning coach for the jet, or if you're the the Jets' winning quarterback, yeah, 
you're going to be a bit a little bit cocky. You know what well, I mean? Like, just, I, I guess, I guess, going, I guess, to just clarify what happened, the mm-hmm. Jets, the, the NFL started the in the sixties, the AFL and the NFL were and separate. NFL were two separate leagues. Then in '65 or '66, they decided they were going to have a, a game where the yep. two leagues would play to see. And the know, AFL at that time was considered the scrub league. The scrub and league. And the NFL yeah. was the the real league. Was the real league. So the first two Super Bowls were won by the Green Bay Packers. One one handily by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I don't even know who they played, but they destroyed. Uh, they played them. the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, in the third Super Bowl, the Colts, my team, well, back then when they were from Baltimore, yeah. now they're Indy, they were like a big, big, they were like 15-1 and one that year. They were unstoppable. They were the best team in the league. And they had, uh, who was the, uh, they had United, but Johnny he, United. They had United, but he got hurt, but the other guy, Earl Morrill, the backup was doing great. He won a lot of games, okay. too. So these guys were rolling through everybody, and when it came down to Super Bowl Three, the Jets were the American Football League champion. Now, before the game, you know, there's always like that week of, uh, the, you know. The media blitz. Media blitz. Well, uh, you know, everybody was saying to the Jets, well, you guys think you have a chance? How are you going to beat these guys? And and Joe got tired of it. And so he's sitting poolside yep. in his in his uh, bathing suit with probably yep. some models around him. Yep. And he guaranteed. He guaranteed. He goes, look. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I guarantee we're going to win the game. Everybody's like, whoa, he guaranteed. Now, it seems to me like it's possible that the Colts were a little overconfident, uh, maybe. And from what I've heard from the night before the game, from some people that were living down, they might have been a little hungover. But, uh, the, but, but the Jets the Jets basically beat them and beat them handily. It was like 16-7. Hmm. to 7. And here's the deal, though. Here's the thing. Joe Namath was, the, I think, I'm pretty sure... He was the passing leader for the AFL yeah. that year. The Colts had a really good defense, but the game plan, which was pretty intelligent, was Joe Namath only drew, only threw like seven or eight passes in that game. They basically <laughs> ran the ball. They prepared for a passing attack. And they ran the ball because <clears throat> because I was watching a, a thing about it. They said the, the, the Jets coaches thought that there was a weakness in one of the Colts' defensive linemen, and they could actually – take advantage of it and it was what they did they basically ran it down their throats uh-huh. and and then like the the Colts I don't know what happened to Earl Moore I don't know if he got like overconfident or whatever but they basically didn't even show up yeah they didn't lace up their gloves but the so Jets got, were the best team out, yeah. the, the Jets were the best team that day and they deserve all the glory and what happened after that was the AFL got got to be known as a, an equally as good league, and within like a couple of years later, they merged they in merged other teams. So it was probably this, it's probably the second most important game ever yeah, yeah. in the NFL. The first would have been the one with the Colts in the late 50s where everybody watched it, and it Johnny became U, like, man. yeah, the Johnny U 58 games where like everybody watched it on TV, and then the football surpassed baseball. Everything. 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 And then, but this was the game that made the NFL even bigger yep. and more yep. humongous. There's a couple in, in the history that were like stand out as being like, oh my god! Like yeah. you have to know this, you have yeah. to see this. This is incredible. Well, so and he, Joe, but when Joe after this was like, you know, the a king, superstar. He, he was, was the king. a absolute. He was Elvis level superstar. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like where you yeah, just Elvis, walk around yeah, and you just go, I'm Elvis. He was doing TV commercials it, yeah. he for wore, like he wore nylon. Yeah, it's on YouTube by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so like he and he's not he's comfortable with who he is, and that's kind of cool. When you see that, you know, yeah, he's just, and I mean, that, I mean, after that, he had some good years, and the Jets did yeah. get to 
but it it kind of like faded by '74. I think he was traded to the uh, Chargers oh, or the shit, Rams right. or something. Yeah, he was traded to the Rams. And then it was, it was it was it was over. My my friend and I'll give a little plug here. Brian Yitter just finished writing a book about Joe Namath, about the career of Joe Namath. I think it's called Joe Namath or Career. I didn't really research it, but I want to I want to grab a copy of him. Maybe we can post it on there, right, or whatever. Yeah, and give him give him like up, a plug. Man. And what he did was he went through Joe Namath's entire pro football career. And did a write-up on every game that he played, the stats, the anecdotes, and all that. So that'll tell you, like, the whole thing. And the basic... A the snapshot pain, of this man's life by a football By a football. And the, the basic premise of it was that he got pissed off because a lot of people were complaining, why is Joe Namath in the Hall of Fame? And their complaints were that Joe Namath has more interceptions than touchdowns. He doesn't have as many yards as some guys that aren't in, in it yet. But the bottom line is, if Joe Namath wouldn't have won that game. He might not have been in the in the Hall and of Fame. So but that happened. that game and that challenge and the importance of it, he's got to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about I it. I can't even believe anyone would think that. There's a lot of guys there's that... Some people that there's are, a lot of people out there. There's some people that are above the... Not above the game. They're more important for who they are than what they did. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre has a lot of interceptions, but sure as shit, he's going to be the first... First ballot. Oh in. yeah, he was. We've and he's watched, and, and he's a Hall of Fame in sexting too. <laughs> we've watched greatness, and that's what it is. Like you're watching something, you're like, yeah. wow. Yeah, Manning's we, a Hall. Yeah. Manning's first ballot. Favre's first ballot. Tom Brady's full. It's like watching ballot. Jerry Rice. Yeah, it's like watching. You're Jerry watching Rice. this guy. Yeah, who's yeah. just like wow, Lynn Swan. Remember yeah, him? Lynn Swan, Holy Joe Green, hell. all those Steelers, all yeah. those guys. Yeah, they're first so, ballot. It doesn't matter if Lynn Swan wasn't the, the best in receptions or touchdowns. Who gives a crap? You're yeah. watching a gazelle run yeah. around like lions. Lynn like, <laughs> Swan made his career basically being a great receiver, but it was off his performances in some of the Super Bowls. They were so stupendous. that Unbelievable. Like, I you mean, know? the other guy, I forgot what his name was, John. I forgot what his name was. I'm Agar. sorry. Not John Agar. <laughs> anyway, the other receiver on the other side was probably had better stats than uh, Lynn Swan did. Doesn't but matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. You know, but so, yeah, definitely, Joe was an icon. So is an icon. CC and company is basically, Joe is... A good at heart, bad boy, motorcycle gang guy. Yeah. Runs into a very rich, well-to-do Anne Margaret, who is right. very beautiful. I don't know what she looks like now, but she was very beautiful. She was. Yeah. I mean, she, she. I think she still looks good, but she was like. She was like sex pot beautiful. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. some people are like classic beautiful, and I don't. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, when you looked at her, she looked like a page of Playboy or something. She we was, were like, oh, my God. She was in my top five all-time. Knocked down All-time you know. top five hot chicks Just in the movies. sexy, beautiful, yeah. seemed fairly grounded same and funny. Same nice, same fun. Yeah, could sing, I mean. could dance. Just could do other things, <laughs> you know. Looked like she was, you know. Yeah. So she was. Well, incredibly well built. It was great that she was in this movie. Yeah. She was a good counterpart. She was kind of even lippy to him yeah. from time to time, which was nice. The sassy, you know, sidekick thing. They get into some shenanigans. It turns yeah. out he's good. He breaks away from the gang because he wants to be a, a motocross rider. Well, it, well, okay. Again, uh, now this movie does have okay William Smith. He was the, uh-huh. he was the convict in there. Now he's the moon, the head biker guy. Now he's he, this guy was in every other biker movie back in the That's day. That's the guy with the gigantic triceps, right? Yeah, William he Smith. He sits on a throne. Just look at wherever he whenever yeah. the camera's on him, he's in a throne. He's got the Fu Manchu. He, this guy is gigantic. This guy is American <laughs> badass, okay? He is, just, he is physically imposing. Yeah. He looks like he can lift a car with his triceps. Apparently like, extremely smart, went to, was in the service, knows five languages. I mean, apparently it was, it was cum laude at UCLA, a very smart guy, but he always, 
He was either in westerns. He was in Ra- it was in Laredo, but he was always playing bad guys. But apparently a very nice guy, <laughs> and always a bad guy in the movies. Well, he looks bikers. He looks the part. When you yeah, look at this man. guy, he's one of those that you look at and you go, "Wow, that's yeah. that's a whole lot of wrong." You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like that's a big dude. Yeah. Looks like a doesn't look necessarily like angry. Doesn't have to look angry. No, he just looks he like just formidable. He just there with a stern face, and you're yeah. like, shit. You don't want to mess with this dude. <laughs> yeah. Did I bring enough guns for this? Because this guy is gigantic. So yeah. Yeah, and then and then um in the beginning when they meet up with Ann, the other guy Sid Haig, the shaved head guy. Yeah. He's been in tons Sid of. Sid Haig is the guy Sid that Haig. I couldn't remember. Remember yeah. two shows ago, I couldn't remember his. Li- oh, he, Sid Haig. He, he saw Sid Haig with hair in a in that Philippine. Oh, that's right. He was that, in he was in Terminal Island. I right? was stumbling around. No, no, going, no. He was in Wonder Women. Wonder Women. Wonder Women. Yeah. And I was like, we just saw him. The Sid guy, Haig. the thing, Sid Haig. Damn it, that's the Another guy I was awesome thinking of. Yeah. Millions of B movies. Yeah. Always a bad guy, but a funny one, kind of. He seems like really hilarious. He's like, still around. He's like just convention. He seems like an actual like fun guy. William Smith and and, yeah. uh, and <laughs> William Smith and Sid Haig are still. Out there doing the convention circuit, signing autographs, Those doing all that stuff. should be in a movie with a uh, machete guy. Well, they were in a... Uh, uh, Sid Haig was in a Tarantino movie. He was, no, yeah. not Tarantino. Rob Zombie he was in one of those House of a Thousand oh, Corpses. Yeah. He or, has that look. Or the, or the people who ate my next door neighbor, whatever the hell it was yeah. called. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. Sid the Haig hills have eyes. Yeah. Something. Anyway, we're getting off track. So, and this is... This is the... If you've ever watched a 70s biker movie... Yeah. This is it. Like... The yeah. typical hijinks. You have the funny, goofy guy, and you have the overly angry, always angry guy. Yeah, yeah. And just the... Yeah, yeah it's it's basically like, uh, you know, he, he, uh, uh, Joe meets Anne Margaret, then she takes off, and then, like, you know... He he's, starts thinking, maybe I should be a little bit nicer, because I yeah. kind of like this girl. Like, not... Yeah, they, 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 they run into a motocross race, and she's taking pictures, and he sees her, and he wants to impress her. And, and then, then they, then of course, they hoot and holler and break up the race with their, yeah. their, with their choppers, which... Yeah, a, typical. A chopper is barely good enough to drive on a street, it, 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 let alone an off-road. Choppers are shit. Yeah. If you drive something with like those long forks, you can drive in a straight line, and that's about it. Like they are just junk. Like yeah. they're, they're shit. They look cool. Yeah. They they exude cool, but they're shit. Yeah. So and so <laughs> you know. So anyway, they 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 they. You know, they 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 go into the motocross thing, and then he sees Aunt Margaret there. He starts hitting on her. He wants to meet her. And then he, he uh, really sti- wants to kiss her. Yeah, he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, he probably could get away with Ba-dum-bum. it. Psh. Yeah. And then he, he steals a motocross bike. He wins the race. He gets some money. Then the bikers are mad because you don't give them all their he's money. Square. Yeah. yeah. He's a square now. Yeah. So then, so then the bikers kidnap Aunt Margaret, and then Joe saves her with a big. It's it's a very simple story, and it's not even as violent. Some of these other biker no. movies oh. are more. Violent, rape-filled, nasty, or yeah. whatever. It's almost throwing women down on weird mattresses and yeah. fields and stuff. It's 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 just a vehicle for Joe Namath to look that's, cool, and that's what it was. Like they knew their market. Yeah, they were like, look, this guy is not squeaky clean, but he's a superstar. We have to, we have to um, keep we this gotta market family him. friendly. Yeah. Not, yeah, we don't want to make him into a real bad guy because then people are not going to like him anymore. Right, we're going to lose our cash cow. I this mean, guy could be more. He was kind of like an he was kind of like an anti-hero in a sense, but at the end he becomes kind of like a good guy, yeah. you know. And it's got again a nice happy ending. And so what? I mean, that we had to get on to the next one. We're already at one fifteen. So what are we what are we giving this one? I'll give it a six. I mean, it's all I was right. going to actually say like a seven, believe it or not. Okay, well there it's you a, go. It is a look. Make no bones about it. This. 
don't expect anything other than just watching things on screen. Like, there's no moral standards. I mean, there's no moral uh, story. Right. There's nothing. You're just going to watch Joe Namath being cool. It's boy meets of, girl. Bunch of bikers and Anne Margaret. You don't really need any more than that. The reason I know. only give it a six is because there's a, an extreme lack of nudity, even though uh, somehow or another, the version that I saw, uh-huh. I seem to remember seeing a copy of this where there was a scene where Joe and Anne Margaret are naked rolling in the hay, and I didn't see it in this version. Oh, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I got a cut version of it but anyway because of the lack of real intense violence and the I lack demand of we find that immediately <laughs> I gotta find it I gotta find it for, for the for the lack of you know sex yeah. and violence I have to give it a six and, if it had and, more I would've given it a seven and Margaret is quite quite stunning so uh, yeah so, okay cool yeah. So she's your top five? One of your top five? Uh, yeah, I would put Anne Margaret in my top five, I haven't five, made man. a top five or ten. Well, I just came up with that out of my head, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I can't dispute it. I wouldn't dispute it. Yeah, okay. you, know, you can't because it's my top well, five. So go out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, good point. Like, well, no, because sometimes you say that and people are like, how did they make it? And then you have to like talk <laughs> yeah, about why. Yeah, yeah. That's no, what well, I meant. No, but what about like B. Arthur from Ma? Wouldn't she be in your top five? <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> wouldn't Phyllis Diller, the late Phyllis Diller, wouldn't she be in your top five? Five on no. How about yeah. Mom's Mabley? No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So go see it if you want to watch a hooting and hollering. It's on Amazon. You can get yeah. it for a couple bucks. It's fun stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And finally, last but not least, we already talked about it. We already gave the name. I saw it as Horror High, and I saw it as Twisted Brain. Twisted Brain. Now you're gonna have. I watched this movie, but you're gonna have to kind of do most of the legwork on this one. I. I, I I don't okay. really know what I was watching. Like. Okay, this was, this was mostly was released in seventy three. Uh-huh. It was made in seventy two, and I was reading an interview with the the actor Pat Carty, the guy who played the main kid, who basically said he was stoned throughout the whole movie. He looked it like he, he was so thin and frail and yeah. weird looking. Like he was a child a, actor. He was in a, some movie. He was in a movie called uh, Oh God, oh, I forgot what the early movies he did. I know he did a William Castle movie. But he did uh, one of the Planet of the Apes movies after this. Wow. But did he ever become anything or just... He quit like in 75 and he became like a behind the scenes guy. He did a lot of oh, film cool. production and he's got a career behind the camera. I, I like when that... I mean, I, I always think that's great when, when they say, I've had enough of this, but they stay in the business. They do like lots of good things, you know. Right. But if, but if you think about it, and he pointed it out, and I never really made the, made the connection, but it really is... Unless somebody out there can think of another movie before this, this is like a male version of Carrie before Carrie. You know, think about it. All the kids, it is. Holy all crap. the kids are like hitting, are hurting, are hurting the nerdy kid, and then you know they don't have I, the blood. They don't dump blood on him at a dance, but no, no, they don't. But wow, that is it's, true. It's Carrie before Carrie because yeah. because Stephen King hadn't written it yet. Maybe like a couple years he would have had it, and Brian De Palma hadn't made a movie until '76. Yeah. So this is like. The similar idea, basically like a nerdy kid in school, really nerdy, you know, who's like a big science geek, and he's doing like some experiment where he wants to like kind of like ch- he's got like a little guinea pig there called Doctor Mumps or Mister Mumps Mr. or whatever, Mumps, yeah. and he wants to see if he can like change his appearance or or, or, ch- or do like a, some kind of a an outwardly change, you know, it's like it's got a Jekyll and Hyde thing basically, yeah, and he want like you can tell Mister Mumps is him, and he wants to make yeah. Mister Mumps. Superhuman. Uh, he, he, basically, he wishes he was a superhero and he's not one. Yeah. He wants his. Now he's trying to figure out a way to do this it. This is a kid they call the Creeper. Yeah. They, and yeah. the jocks beat him like, like you know, like. Well, I'll, I'll go into that yeah. part later on. But the, the other funny part about it was this is another. Not only was this the prequel 
to Picari, carry, yeah. but the janitor. Uh-huh. Tell me that dude isn't the fo- the isn't swing sling blade before sling blade. Just, I was thinking he had a very Freddy Krueger vibe. Oh, to him, he was but, he was like <laughs> like he was like sling blade with the hair. <laughs> Fred and, fried potatoes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy was a prototype for sling blade. Anyway, this was a. I like this movie. I at first I was like, what the hell? Because I didn't see a lot of football tie-in. But the the guy was there, the coach. The, oh, the yeah. Who was the coach? Who was that guy? Okay. Redskins. No, I'll oh. tell you the story of the okay. coach. The, the coach, coach was a, a, a was an all pro guard for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. His name is Joe Nylon. Mm-hmm. That coach, okay, reminded me of every asshole coach I had <laughs> in high school in the seventies. Yeah. Son of a bitch, obnoxious jock with the long hair and the stupid sideburns, and that look in his eye, which tells you like what's going on in the brain. Not much. So the yeah. lights are on, but nothing's home. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, the tie-in. I I was waiting no, for but it. The, the the cops. Yeah, that's you told me that. And I was like, all, okay. The cops were all Dallas Cowboys. Craig Morton, D.D. D. Lewis, um, uh. Abner Haynes. Uh, and Mean Joe was the, the the end guy. Yeah, Mean Joe was the end guy. So that was the the football tie-in. It was okay. the cops and the football coach was the was the all pro guard for the Dallas Not, Cowboys. It was shot in Texas. Yeah. So generally speaking, you can tell who the football players are. In this one, yeah. the acting was so low that basically you couldn't make a distinction between the athletes and the actors. Like, now, now the main guy was was Pat Cardi wasn't was an actor in a lot of movies. He right. wasn't a bad actor. No, he, he wasn't. Ever, Everybody, the the girl Rosie Holitick, she was okay. She, she was, was like doing a her best. Queen, right? She didn't do much. She did only three movies. She, oh. she she did Texas movies. She did Don't Look in the Basement. This and this other one, which I'm trying to get a copy of, called Encounter of the um, with the Unknown, which is a Rod Serling oh. thing that he did. did. And she then was, after she was seventies, pretty like you know, like that late sixties, yeah, 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 like kind of like if her hair would have had that little. Backward yeah. curl on the bottom of it. I was like, yeah, there it is. You know. And she was 27, playing 17. So you could tell she was a little bit older, but she was still pretty. I and, mean, don't and, get me wrong, I'm not distracting. And, and but. look, and looking her up, the interesting thing was I found her on the cover of a 72 Playboy. Not in the inside. She only did the cover, but she's on the cover of the Playboy. So I'll, I'll get you a copy. I can, can put that. it on there. Yeah. Her name was Rosie Holitick. Apparently, I, according to the interview, after this movie, she did another one, and then after that, she went and worked on Broadway, and then I guess. Now, uh, when you type in her name, Rosie Holitick, on on Google, she's a real estate agent in uh, in Texas. That's so funny. And she looks great. If this is her most recent picture, she still looks freaking great after all those years. I tried to get a... And she married a football player, Charlie Waters, who was a Dallas Cowboy defensive back. Her name is I Rosie know, Waters now. <laughs> I know Charlie Waters. I know that name. I don't know who she he is. She married Charlie Waters. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Pretty cool. Um, so anyway, this kid, this kid is doing these, these beat up and down shot, and everyone's picking on this. He's kid. making these experiments, and you know, he's, he's, he tries it on the uh, the guinea pig, and all of a sudden, you get and the guinea pig changes, yeah. he changes into like, and he's going like, oh, and then I guess the guinea pig killed the the janitor's cat. Yeah. See, you know what? Uh, that was one thing. Um, even yeah, that like, was forced. It well, that was rough, but also I don't really like the the animal killing stuff. But it was now, so it, obviously it wasn't, fake. Yeah, though. it wasn't gross. It was yeah, exactly. It, it was so obviously fake. It was. But um, yeah, so the so the Mr. Mumps turned into like a Mr. Monster Mumps, and he kills the uh, the janitor's, the janitor's cat. cat. Now the janitor's was in a scene before the, this happened was shown to be like a psychotic, and he's he was a prick. like he's a real prick. He was know. a prick, and then I was like, 
like uh, the the main kid, uh, Vernon, uh, probably was that, uh, Vernon Potts or whatever it is. Yeah. He shooed the cat away, and 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 the the. And he janitor. was just shooting him with a. He was just saying get 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 like and hit hitting the counter with a broom. He wasn't even hurting the no, cat. No, and then the, and then the and janitor's then, like, "Don't you touch my cat! I'll yeah. kill you next time you touch him or whatever." Yeah. Because if you did that to this cat, the cat wouldn't even move. Like if you no. shoot him with a broom, the cat would no, just look up at you like, at you go, what are you doing?" <laughs> What's your problem? Exactly. She wouldn't even run. She'd just say, she'd be like, I'm not moving. I don't know what you think you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. Anyway, so yeah. um, any, so he, he he sneaks in at night, I guess, and he sees that Yeah, this guy this is happens. super lab nerd. Like, yeah. He leaves the one window open so he can keep doing his experiments at night. And yeah. These aren't evil experiments. Like, he's it's just, just some he, chemistry thing. He he's loves chemistry. chemistry. And the, 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 and the English teacher cuts up his report because she gives him the wrong one. Oh, like, that bitchy teacher, they, yeah. They they do their best to show everyone is against this kid. The coach beat, beat, like has the jocks beating on him. and, and The, the, the English, jock gives him a hard time because he talks to his he's girlfriend. He's a nerd. And, yeah, th- th- basically he has nobody. The janitor th- th- picks on him. Th- the, th- this is basically like the reality of high school in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> if you're not one of the cool kids as I was, and it wasn't that bad, but I could, yeah. I, could, I didn't emphasize with this guy because I knew it was overdone, but I could see little elements <laughs> of stuff that I saw with my own two eyes. It struck eyes. a chord with you. <laughs> it struck a chord. I'd seen this. Not necessarily to me always, but I'd seen this. Yeah. His behavior was was documented and this is an accurate somewhat depiction See, we of were school the, in the seventies. Yeah. We were in the I was in the lucky group, like we weren't the cool kids, but we were wrong enough in the head that no one really ever bothered yeah, us. We, they were the, we were like the group that was just just let them alone. Like that's not even Yeah. We'll go pick on nerds. Let's leave that group alone. They're usually drunk, always armed and generally might yeah. cause some damage to me and my family if we heard them. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, that's and, and, and how the, we survive. And the problem, know? the problem was, and and you can see it in the movie, is that when you when the nerd kid comes across the bully jock, okay, say say you if you were a nerd kid get picked on by this guy, not only do you have to fight him, but you have to fight his twenty buddies or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's not a good scene. It, it, it's it's a losing cause. So anyway, this kid's like beaten down by all these people. Right. So he goes like that night. He goes in there. He sees his 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 guinea pig has killed the 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 cat. cat. So he goes, oh no, oh my god! And all of a sudden, here comes Mr. Janitor. Yep. And Janitor starts, you 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 killed my cat. And he, he starts beating him, him over he, the head. And the he's beating the kid up. You know. He's beating him up. So then, for whatever reason, he tells the kid, "Drink this liquid here." And the kid's, "No, I can't drink it. I guess it must have been the." It the, was the stuff. It, it was, was the uh, stuff. It was yeah. the Jekyll and Hyde mixture. The Jekyll and Hyde mix or whatever. So he he's makes like, "It'll kill it. me." He's like, "Drink it anyway. I'm gonna call the cops after I can." Yeah, exactly. Beating you up and making you drink things, which I don't think that's what you'd want to do because the cops are gonna take you to jail, janitor. Exactly. But so so the 70s. Vernon Vernon drinks it and he turns into some kind of a. The, my makeup wasn't even that great. He turns no. into like. Mr. Hyde, basically a teenage Mr. He, Hyde. He doesn't hulk up. He yeah. doesn't like. He he's still just this skinny kid with now he turns his one foot in like. Turns his one foot. Put a hump on his back and then they put some hair on his face. A little bit. But he gets super powered and he basically takes janitor guy and drops him in the vat of acid. Yeah. Well, he kills him first, doesn't he? Just, Does he kill him first? Okay. Okay. He kills him first. Yeah. And then he, he drops him in the acid. Him in the acid. Um. The next day during science, uh, science, science experiment, experiments, the skull comes to the top. When, he tells a girl something, and the girl goes, oh, look over there in the garbage. He opens it up, and all of a sudden, ah, you yeah. see the skull so all, the like, gooey in there. Yeah. 
So the the cop being Austin Stoker, who was in a bunch of other movies, he's doing his black Kojak impression because he's got basically. the trench coat and he's got the yeah, cigar. Or basically, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. It was so anyway, so then that happens, and then the next day, it's like the the the, the bitchy teacher gets on his case, and you're gonna fail, uh, Vernon, mm. but here's a way that you can like, uh, you know, you have to go to every literature class we we give, and he's like, but I don't want to do it, yeah. and she's like, well, if you don't, you'll fail. He goes, but. Uh, the, the, I gotta, I gotta go with the, the, the pretty girl wants me to help tutor her for something. She goes, biology, no, I, yeah, yeah, chemistry. you gotta do it. So basically, like Vernon gets uh, pissed off and kills Kill, the teacher. Kills the teacher, which she cuts up his biology report with one of those paper cutters. As soon as I saw that, I was like, she's gonna get chopped up in that thing. And he puts her hand down and chops her fingers off in the yeah. paper. One of those, like where it's a board with a big machete attached to it. Like and it goes. Shook! Like, using a straight edge against the thing. That's what he used to cut her up, and then he kills her. Yeah. So then... Then so, he gets so, in with the jocks girl. And then, and then like... They get closer. They get closer, but then the... the, the then they're, um... They're somehow or another, tying in the jock with one of the murders. So the jock says, I didn't murder... You know, I saw Vernon there. Yeah. So Vernon gets tied, gets a call from Mr. Jock. Now, Mr. Jock says, hey... You know, if you don't if you don't meet me in the school at this time, I'm going to tell the cops that you're the one who did it. That I yeah. saw you. Or he, well, no, no, he wants the kid to help him with the uh, help the jocks pass a test so oh, they can keep right. playing yeah. football. Yeah, the jock right. is the one that saw him. Yeah, so yeah. that's the end game. But yeah, so yeah, the coach right. is like, you get a hold of me by ten o'clock and let me know your answer. That's right. Are yeah. you going to help my jocks cheat on the yes. chemistry test, or are you? Going to if you because if you if you wuss out and don't help them cheat, I'm gonna have them beat you up every day. Right. Basically. So basically, he shows up there. He kills the. the He kills a. He kills a coach, but the cops were there. Yeah. And the cops like you know lock the school down. They don't know who he is yet, but. But apparently, like the the other dude was supposed to have been there, the the other jock, and then yeah. he calls him up after after he kills the coach and says, I saw you, even though yeah. they're accusing me of this because I, I was supposed to be there. I'm going to tell him, I saw you. And then, like, he meets him at the, he meet, he says, okay, well, I'm going to meet you at the school. Right. And then, you know, whatever's going to happen, happens. He's getting ready to take his, like, <laughs> evil juice or whatever. But the but then the girl shows up at the school uh, and then she tells him, hey, it's a setup. You yeah, know? don't they're they're coming to kill you or beat but you up. Or but whatever. it's too late because you already took the he already the, took his his evil juice so he starts flipping juice, out and he starts flipping out and he turns into the monster. She doesn't he and he cha- he's chasing her but he doesn't hurt her though. No, but she's scared of course. She's scared of him to... but you know because now she finds out that he's the murderer not her boyfriend. At yeah. all this time she her and the cops think it's her boyfriend that's doing the killings. Right. Then finally you find out no it's the it's the Brainiac guy. It's Vernon, yeah. So Vernon chases her, but then he leaves her, and then he, he the cops get there, and as the cops get there, the jock boys are around. He's getting, there. and he beats the hell out of he, it. He, I basically, I think he kills him. Yeah, or he whatever. kills them, but they don't show it. Like he just does that, sitting on top of him, like um, like the Christmas story, yeah, punching yeah, him right, over and over yeah. in the face, and then the second guy dies, he runs away. And that, as soon as you told me that the, the cops were the 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 uh, cowboy, uh, the, the, the football players, the football players, I went, oh, okay. Because in the very end, they have this weird cop slides in on his knees kind of and shoots. Yeah, yeah. And with a shotgun to kill, what's his name? Vernon. 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 Uh, so they show the, che- the the exploding chest gag with the, yeah. the shotgun blast. And that was Mean Joe Green. Right, right. Mean Joe did the So last, instead the of final. throwing him his jersey for the coke, he threw him a shotgun blast. Yeah. And then the him. end. And then, and then the other thing, the other subplot too, was that the kid was basically at home alone because his dad was a... 
a salesman. He was never at home, so the kid could go home and do whatever the hell he wanted. So yeah, he, was a, he came home one day after killing somebody all bloody, but no big deal because there was nobody there to see it or anything. Yeah. So. This is a very strange movie. I, yes. And before we hit record, I said this this movie. I felt the Ramones should have been in here somehow. Like <laughs> like like Rock and Roll High School. That it, it had that Rock and Roll High School vibe. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Just yeah. you know, it's definitely low budget. They did the best they could with what they had. The actors aren't horrible, but they're not great. I didn't hate it. They're enjoyable. It. What did you What do you give this one? Because I'm going to go lower than you. I know. No, I'm going to I'm going to give this movie just because I like it. I'm going to give this movie a seven. Yeah, yeah, and it. we're so far apart. I'm going to be about like a four to four point five. Yeah. Um, I I don't hate the movie, but I watched it. And I was just like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't know. It didn't do much for me. That's all. So it, I mean, the, the, just the, for me, just the fact that the originality of it, and even yeah, though Strickland Hyde, but it's, it's like, but now when I read more about it, the actual fact that it was a teenage, I mean, it is kind of like teenage werewolf, yeah, in yeah. a way, well, yeah. you know. But it's it's a little bit. It the fact that it was before Carrie and Carrie was such a big deal, kind of elevated it in my in my view. It's like, wow, you're right. This is kind of like an influential movie, in the sense that King yeah. wrote this after, and then the movie, other movie came out. I like the actors. I like I like regional horror movies from that era. I saw it on TV on I think it was Channel Nine from New York. So yeah, it's definitely like a it's like a yeah, Morbius was... a Morbius semi classic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we'll have to make up a. We'll and have... Rosie Holotech is hot. <laughs> yeah, she is. So uh, it was a decent movie. I mean, I'm not saying don't see it. I know a four. Oh, no, 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 a four sounds like don't see it. In my world, a four is still passable. No, you know, like, no. Like, I should probably go with, like, a five, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I'm between a four and a five somewhere. It's, so it's, it's, go see it. It, it, and, w- it wouldn't, it, it's it's fun, it's harmless. I think the unrated one's a little gorier. Yeah. And it's like a slice but, of the 70s. It's that red paint gore, not, yeah, not it, like, oh my God, my stomach just turned gore. This is kind of like, mm, whatever. If you want to see what 70s were kind of like, except for the monsters, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, there's your movie there. So, what, next week... Uh, we we talked about it a little bit on uh, uh, on air. What we're going to do for next week, the story is I was shopping at a movie stop, and I was just trolling through all their piles and piles of movie. I found I found this baby blue a Blu-ray of uh, Twofer, Galaxiana. What what's it called? Galaxina. Galaxina and the Crater Lake. Crater Lake Monster. Crater Lake Monster. And I I took a picture of it because I bought it. I was like, well, for ten bucks, I'm buying this. Uh, just because it has Dorothy Stratton in it, Dorothy you know that. Stratton, like, yeah. So you know, I took a picture and I I just titled the email "Bam" and I sent this picture to Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown, and I get a response. Oh my God, I have that too. And I was like, Well, this is fate. So that's yeah. what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna do the two for next week. Yeah, Galaxina and, and Crater Lake. Galaxina and Crater Lake. We each got it on Baby Blue, so this has to happen. Like just. The stars it's aligned the for this one. The stars aligned, and, and aren't you all lucky out yes. there? Yes, and th- so we're, next week we're going to do Galaxina and the monster from Crater Lake, or Crater Lake Monster, whatever the hell. And, and, and you know, and, and I'm not being joking now, if anybody out there is listening to this show and they, they're like, connect, they have movies they want reviewed or anything. Send them to us. Send man. them to us, and we'd, we'd like to, you know, we'd like to see it. We, from we enjoy, all over the world. We enjoy interacting with our yeah, fans and definitely, friends. yeah. And, um... And then there'll probably be time for a versus. We haven't done one for quite a while. We'll yeah, we'll to, do a versus after, after the that. Galaxina. We'll have to do a versus. And I remembered one. Oh shit! You're in trouble. Are <laughs> oh, you not going to do wing wing? No, 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 ding no, no. That, that's 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 my uh, ace in the hole. That's my rope a dope ace in the hole. Like if I'm getting knocked out, that's when I you go oh but bam. No, <laughs> I have one. It's a horror movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> what era? <laughs> uh, I'll let you know later. Oh, yeah. 
right. No, don't let me know because you got you got a versus. Exactly. All right. Well, well, thanks for listening. Uh, I know this one was a long one, but we had a lot to cover, and we just were talking about Star Wars and all kinds of. We had three stuff. movies. Yeah. And we we got the three movies at like forty five. I think we talked about the other crap longer. Yeah. Well, Who cares? That's happens. what we do. You know, jukebox or a go-go. Jukebox, yeah. whatever a go-go. Yeah, right. So, okay. We're signing out. Make sure you send us your emails. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Give us some good reviews there. We need them. And uh, whatever. Let us know what you want to hear. I'm Mao, and we have... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And we are out, y'all.